I think a big factor when we talk about it that is really important to talk about is just how scalable it is. I think oftentimes when people hear CrossFit, I think of CrossFit, they just think of like the documentaries you see on TV or whatever you see on the scary World Wide Web. And it's these massive human beings just lifting incredible amounts of weights and doing all these crazy things when in reality, anyone could do the same workouts that those people are doing. It just has to be scaled appropriately. We're just having some fun chatting about fitness, about energy, and using some I am statements. Um, I am energy. <laughs> I'm getting Jaleesa laughing twice in my speakers right now. So oh, much better than Jaleesa laughing once. Oh, Jaleesa laughing Double. once. Double. Double. We are going to talk, talk about CrossFit. I mean, we are a CrossFit affiliate. We became an affiliate in 2012. Oh. I feel like we've broken the, like the number one rule of CrossFit is like, if you CrossFit, you always talk about CrossFit, but I feel like we're so atypical of CrossFit and everything. Like we rarely talk about it. We're not super competitive or hardcore and we just occasionally really like to do fitness (laughs) fast and heavy sometimes. Yes, yes. So for those that don't know, um, we started the gym as CrossFit Cameras, and we still are a CrossFit affiliate. So that's what you call it. We are part of the CrossFit. We implement CrossFit methodology in our gym, but we created an umbrella over top called Greater Purpose Health and Fitness because we know fitness is more than just a training methodology. And CrossFit is one training methodology, just like there's lots of different nutrition um, programs or methodologies or principles mm-hmm. and there's mindset like that's the biggest piece that that umbrella company created for our health and fitness mentorship is that mindset piece because it doesn't matter if i believe crossfit's one of the best me- methodologies you can use to get fit quickly and become very functional but if you don't have the mindset right it doesn't really matter because you're going to achieve these results and uh kind of lose them. So I'm going to start this off here. I have the privilege of being on CrossFit LC seminar staff, LLC, and get to, get to be exposed by this a lot and hear it and try to implement it and teach it as much as I can. So the definition of what, or the goal of what CrossFit is doing is to help people increase. Sorry, my, I forgot to switch my phone off. Everybody. I know. Thank you. Okay. The goal is increase work capacity across broad times and modal domains. So work capacity, how much, like how efficient are you in, you could say in a short sprint or a marathon Mm -hmm. that's broad time, right? So that's a broad time domain and modal. So modal meaning gymnastics, weightlifting, um, monostructural, which more commonly understood as cardio exercises, which we can do a whole other podcast on why cardio isn't a machine. It's an actual piece of an energy system. But that's kind of the 
introduction of what CrossFit, the goal of it is, which I think the goal of any program should be that too. Do you guys have anything to add on that? Yeah, I think, well, the biggest thing is that it's measurable and that well, there's a lot of different health indicators that we can measure. And we usually sit down with people and we talk to each individual, okay, what is important for you to measure? What are your goals that we, because we got to be able to say that we're improving in some aspect, right? Whether it be certain numbers through our in-body scan, or maybe it's some blood work that you're going to your doctor for that you want to see improving. But then in the gym itself, yeah, you can see weight increase going up. You can also see maybe your time's getting faster in certain events like rowing or running or biking. But there's also a way to calculate your work capacity for workouts that involve gymnastics, weightlifting, and maybe some rowing as well. So there is formula. It ends up being, I think the unit of work is like foot pounds per second. So it's like, we get too nerdy on that, but you can calculate how much work you get done in a certain amount of time. And that's basically what we're looking to do is increase that work capacity. And when you increase your work capacity across many different, like Matt said, many different times and modal domains, that means that you're able to go out there and do almost anything in life and just be able to like, you know, hike up a mountain. If you want to, you can go wakeboarding. If you want to, you can go rock climbing. You can, it doesn't matter. Like you can have the ability to do all of these things in some capacity. It doesn't mean you're the best in the world at them, but that's the whole idea of CrossFit. I think is how it started was basically if you had all these different random physical tasks in a hopper bin, if I were to randomly pull one out, a person who has been doing CrossFit for a while could do that activity. It could be a really long run. It could be a sprint. It could be anything, right? It could be lifting something decently heavy, but you would be able to do that. You wouldn't be the best in the world at it, but you could do it. Yeah. I think a big factor when we talk about it, that is really important to talk about is just how scalable it is. Um, I think oftentimes when people hear CrossFit, I think of CrossFit, they just think of like the documentaries you see on TV or whatever you see on the scary worldwide web. And it's these massive human beings just lifting incredible amounts of weights and doing all these crazy things. When in reality, anyone could do the same workouts that those people are doing. It just has to be scaled appropriately. So for example, like I have a client who's in her eighties and she's incredible and she could do the same workout that any of us could do or anyone could do we would just scale it down to a level that's she can do um and so it's it's cool to see how we can literally take any person of any skill level of any strength of any age and put them with like the fittest person in a gym and they could still do the same workout we would just scale it to their ability and i think that's a big part of the community factor and like the belonging in a place. Cause we get to do things together, even if it's a little bit different, the end is, or the end goal is still the same. So I think that's important for people to know, just like CrossFit's not just big, scary people doing super crazy things. It can look like a lot of different things. And I think that's what makes it so exciting. Yeah. It's a uh, scalable, right? And we, like you said, Jaleesa, it's constantly varied high intensity functional movements or functional movements performed at high intensity. 
And that intensity piece is dependent on the person. So as an example, I've been doing CrossFit for 11 years, um, I think, somewhere around there. This will be my ninth or 10th open, uh, CrossFit Open, for those that don't know. It's a comp- worldwide competition. And so someone like myself who's been doing it for 11 years, I could work out beside someone who just started yesterday. And we could do the same workout, like you said, Julie, so we could scale it to different movements, different weights, different times. But our intensity is going to be relatively the same. So a relative meaning, I'm going to push myself to a threshold of intensity by maybe increasing the weight or increasing complexity of movements or increasing time or whatever it might be. Like you can change the intensity in many different ways. Someone new, the amount of intensity they need, it might not look the same as me, but they're going to feel the same thing. And physiologically, they're going to get the same adaptation because that's what they needed on that day. And basically the goal of it is to make you a more functional human being. I mean, we don't claim that cross. It's going to make you a better person to other people, but it's going to make you more physically fit. And that's why we created the umbrella company because we actually want to create better, healthier, happier human beings holistically, mentally, spiritually, relationally, right? Purpose, all that good stuff. And I think when you bring up the intensity piece, a lot of people, yeah, do think that you do need to be able to do all these things super intense, but the actual flow, like if you go and look at the CrossFit level one model, the flow is actually first thing we need to get the mechanics down first. It's mechanics, then consistency, and then finally the intensity piece. So anybody who would start new at our gym, we always do a few anywhere between five and 12 personal training sessions before they get started, depending on what kind of background you may have had before in fitness. And that's to go over the mechanics of all the movements that we do in the gym and make sure that they are comfortable walking in to the, to maybe a class type setting where you have, you know, maybe not that one-on-one attention. We want everybody to come in and make sure that they know what they're doing um, and feel that confidence and make sure that they're moving reasonably well before they move into class. And so basically teach you the mechanics first. Consistency is making sure you got the mechanics right all the time. So your first squat looks exactly like your 30th squat, 40th squat, say a hundredth squat, whatever. It all looks the same. And then after that, if it's like, Hey, you're moving well, moving well consistently. Now let's try to go maybe a little faster or potentially add a little bit more weight to that. And that's where the, the benefit, like we've talked about, like if you're not sure what you're doing, that's where the benefit of a coach comes in at in any aspect, but especially in, in cross in CrossFit or in working out because that they can help adjust things or maybe like they've, we've been in it now, like Matt said, Matt's been in it for 11 years, Jaleesa, five, six, seven years, myself, same thing, maybe even more. Um, so like we've seen a lot of movement now and that's, I think an important piece of it too. I mean, you know, your body better than we probably would. Of course, everybody know, I think that's an important thing as well. You know how your body's feeling, but I always tell my, my clients is like, it's my job to tell you if it looks good. It's your job to tell me if it feels good. And then mm. we go back and forth and make sure that okay. we're on the same page with that. Yeah, I like that a lot. So, do you have anything to add on that? No, I, I, when you start talking about mechanics, consistency, intensity, 
it got me thinking a bit. So me and Jalisa are, we're learning a new sport and that's a part of CrossFit too, right? We're, we're learning, um, jujitsu and right now it's a lot of mechanics, right? And you, we often forget it's difficult when you're learning something, right? It's about small little movements, but being patient in that. So once you get those small little movements, it starts becoming consistent. And I almost think of consistency as it's an automatic, it's an automatic thing. Cause we can think about this for our mindset too, right? Like for someone who wants to improve their fitness results, it doesn't matter. It's they work out all the time. If they're constantly have this negative belief system or they use negative words, like I can't do this, or I'll never be able to do this. Like that's also a consistency thing, like the mechanics of that. So you could take the same principle, mechanics, consistency, and then intensity, because anyone can make an intense workout. I could tell you guys, hey, we're going to do 60 minutes of burpees and then a salt bike every two minutes, full sprint, right? Like that's easy, but it's not as easy to get good at the small parts, but it's so beneficial to do that because then it transfers into all other aspects. Mm-hmm. And then it's also fun, right? The varied part, constantly varied, makes it fun because you can create like the inconsistency or the, sorry, the constantly varied part, rather. You can create the constant variation by changing the movement patterns, changing what's paired together, doing nose-only breathing, um, no music, do it outside, do it up a hill, like all these different things. And it gets really fun. And you're, you're, you feel like you're actually participating in a workout instead of just having to drag yourself there to get yourself through a workout. Yeah. I think that was the most exciting part. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. I was probably going to say the exact same thing you were going to say. It's like uh, coming from someone who tends to be on the competitive side and wants to continue to like be better at things it's fun to like always have something to work on and always there's never like an end to it there's always something you can be better at there's always something new and exciting to try and yeah I've been doing it for um six or eight years I'm not sure but I'm still terrible at a lot of things and that's what kind of makes it fun because (laughs) I still get to like try and feel like a newbie at a lot of things so it's kind of cool that way too yeah, I get a lot of people asking, like, does this ever get any easier? And it's like, well, I think you can always find a level that's just as hard as like the first you might get. I mean, you'll get better at the movements. You'll for sure get maybe a little bit less sore because I know that everyone's talks about those first couple of weeks or you might feel pretty sore. Um, but our, our goal is to not have you like scale it back to a proper level where you don't feel like ridiculously sore for the first couple of weeks. Um, but like, you'll still feel sore from workouts. It'll still feel hard, but it's because you got fitter or you got better at a certain skill and you're now challenging yourself more. And the only other thing I was going to say on that was like coming from a more of a traditional training background. Like I got bored of my workout routine. Like we got the same program every year for volleyball and it never really changed a whole lot and it just got boring and repetitive. So we started throwing in our own things to switch it up. Um, and then when I came to the CrossFit gym in 2016, I think. Yeah. I like, I was like, holy smokes, I never have to do the same workout twice, like ever again. And I mean, of course we do repeat workouts, but those are more like, they might be every like three months, six months, 12 months apart, just to see how much fitter you've gotten in the same workout over that however long a period. 
So that's another thing that we measure too, is not just your weights or not just your times on of running or biking or rowing, but also, okay, there's this workout where it's, you know, 21, 15, nine of thrusters and pull-ups or some sort of variation of that. How fast can you do that? And let's see if you can do it faster, or maybe you do a heavier weight and you do it in the same time as last time, which means you also got fitter. So that's kind of how we measure fitness overall, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this has been fun. I like talking about CrossFit. We'll have to do it more. We'll do some myth busting next time, like you said, Tom, and maybe some things to think about when looking for a good CrossFit gym or looking for a good coach or um, some how-tos. I don't know. You guys can give us suggestions too. We're always open to suggestions on all this. But as always, we appreciate it. And let's close out with either uh, someone who hasn't done CrossFit before, something quick actionable, they can try it the home by themselves or a CrossFit story that you have, your own journey. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll tell about like a uh, very quick version of my story. I hated CrossFit at first because Matt made me do it and it was, I, oh, only ran. I was a runner and that's all I wanted to do. And when he was like, Hey, you should try this. The workout's only six minutes. I was like, this is the stupidest thing. I hate this. And then I tried it. And then I fell in love with it because essentially it saved me from my eating disorder and exercise addiction, because I started to surround myself with a community that, you know, got excited about being strong and about being the best version of yourself versus the smallest version of yourself. And that community really just like, I think encouraged me to break out of the very destructive routine that I was in. And through that, I learned to love the sport and I learned to love lifting weights and to just see what my body was capable of versus just breaking it down day after day after day. So it's not really any advice. That's just my story. And I kind of like it. So you're kind of strong now, eh? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not the strongest girl in our gym anymore, which I'm coming to terms with. I have a pretty big ego and that's a little bit hard for me, but I'm also so excited to see how strong other women are. Holy cow. And uh, it just makes me want to work harder. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> I'm happy for them. Really that's awesome. Happy. Yeah. That's awesome. You always want, you always want people you work who you work with are helping surpass you. That's how you know you're doing a good job. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I should have gone first because I don't know if I can top that. That was pretty good. We are talking um, about competitive stuff, so I mean, you have uh, to be able to top it. I know. Um, I would say if you want to get a feel for what a CrossFit workout could feel like, and you want to do something quick at home, no equipment. Um, you could do something. It's a do like a five or six minute AMRAP. Like Julissa said, the first workout she did was super short. And a lot of people look at the clock or look at the time domain of this workout and they'll be like six minutes. Like that's it. Like that's not, you can't, that's stupid. So I would say try something like six minutes of 
15 air squats, eight burpees. Try it. Yeah. Try it. And it's, it's fairly, fairly simple. You don't need any equipment for it. You need to look up the standard, look up what an air squat is, which just squatting with no weight. And then a burpee is chest to the floor, standing all the way back up. You don't need to do like a strict push up or anything, but get your chest to the floor, stand back up. Um, try to do that for six minutes and see how you feel. Love if you it. do it, comment your um, score. Times score. We'll have to, we'll have to post that. Time. <laughs> Maybe we'll post your we'll... time on the six minute workout. Sorry, post your score. Yeah. Chuck Norris can finish a 20 minute AMRAP in 10 minutes. Do you know that? Amazing. Yeah. Of course you can. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was listening to your great stories and points, and I didn't think of mine. Um, the first workout I did was overhead squats and something else. And in any workout, there's two weights prescribed or suggested weights, uh, for both ladies and gentlemen. And I tried the, cause I grew up training my whole life for hockey. I was very strong in some movements and I've never done an overhead squat before. And long story short, I did ladies weight and I couldn't walk for two weeks because I let my ego get in the way. You're going to scare everyone. No, it's because my own ego and I didn't have a coach. That's why it's important to have a coach walking through. And I couldn't walk because I basically forced myself to be able to use the weight because I couldn't let my ego. We, we have ego problems. It sounds like Julie. So we did, we did We're working on that. I don't know. I think I still have one, but no, but honestly, the CrossFit can seem very intense and very intimidating on the outside, but at our gym, we try to make it. So it's not right. You're competing against, not even think about competing, but you're, you're working against who you were yesterday. You're always just trying to improve on that person. It doesn't matter what someone else is doing beside you. And that's one of the biggest things we hear people say. It's like, they start to realize, Oh, no one, no one cares what I can or can't do. Right. They're all cheering me on. They all want me to be better. And that's the environment we tried to cultivate and create. And I think it's fantastic and fun and cheering people on, whether it's someone's listing, lifting 400 pounds or someone gets their first pull up, same cheer, right? Mm-hmm. Or someone gets the first workout, you're going to feel the same thing day one, day 2000. I was going to say quite often, like the, well, people that are maybe the most scared, the biggest step is walking in the door the first time, like coming to just sit down to meet with us. Cause as soon as like many people now that are, have been members for a long time have said this in our check-in meetings and stuff like that, like just walking in the door and seeing that there was regular people and doing things that I thought I could also do was just like all that I really needed to kind of, you know, make myself realize that this isn't anything crazy hard. So that would maybe be another one. Like if you're unsure, just take that, get a little uncomfortable, set up a meeting with either one of us, if you're in the cameras area, or if you're not set up a meeting with, um, another affiliate somewhere and just check it out. Cause most affiliates, I think it depends. Some of them have more of a competitive feel for sure, but a lot of them, it's just that community feel and everybody's working in the gym together in order to improve the version of themselves that was yesterday, trying to get better today. So that's the majority, I think of what you'll find. Love it. Yeah. Well, 
Thanks for joining everyone. See you next time.